I'm Steve Tarano. Welcome to this episode of Body Performance. I apologize for not having consistent podcasts. Life is just getting in the way, and it just seems to slip my mind, so I've got to make it more of a priority. Over the next couple podcasts, I'll give you a list of some of the topics we're going to be covering, including drop sets, is your metabolism broken, clean diet bulking, cutting workouts, training to failure, forearm pain, supersets, weightlifting plateaus, eating and lifting times, time under tension, flexing after each rep, timing meals for growth, front squats versus regular squats, and is cardio best for fat loss. Those are going to be some of the topics we'll be covering over the next couple podcasts, so I will at least give you some idea of what I'll be covering. So let's start with drop sets. I always see guys in the gym doing drop sets, and there's nothing wrong with that. Remember, weightlifting is about creating trauma on the muscle. We want to flex the muscles intensely. We want to create trauma on the muscle with an aggressive contraction. That's where the weights come in. Anytime you're contracting a muscle violently, you're creating trauma on the muscle or you're creating these micro tears in the muscle that then repair themselves and that makes you bigger and stronger. What's going to cause a micro trauma on your muscle is going to be different compared to somebody else. As I've always said, somebody who's out of shape, they do a couple push-ups in the living room that's enough to cause micro trauma tears on their muscles because they're out of shape. And then as we get in better and better shape, we need more weights, more sets, more exercises, more reps, or a combination of all these things to create the necessary trauma on the muscles to keep the muscles growing and getting bigger and stronger. But I think drop sets are overused in the gym. I've done them, nothing wrong with drop sets. But you have to think in terms of what weight am I going to use that's actually going to make me bigger and stronger? Big weight makes you bigger. Big weight makes you stronger. You don't need big muscles to lift light weight. I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. And when you see guys in the gym using really light weight and they're really big, you know why it's occurring. I watched a great video of some dude doing laterals with like 20 or 25 pounds and then his trainer gave him like the 20s, and he did 8 or 10 or 15 reps with that. Then his trainer gave him the 15s, and then his trainer gave him the 10-pound dumbbells. And you could see this guy getting bigger as the video was playing. It was amazing. But the guy wasn't handling any weight. If he handed this guy 50 or 60-pound dumbbells, I doubt if he could do a lateral with those. But he certainly can do a lot of reps with light weight. If you want to do drop sets... My suggestion would be don't do them after every set. Do them on your last set and then just do one or two drops. In other words, if you've maxed out at 60 on dumbbell curls and you're like, on my last set, I want to do a drop set. So you do 60 and then you drop those and you grab the 50s or the 45s and you bang out as many as you can. Or you can do two drops. You drop the 60s, you go to the 50s, you drop the 50s, you go to the 40s, and then you're done and you move on to another exercise. The point is, is that you don't want to wear yourself out doing drop sets because drop sets essentially are lightweight. You're beginning to transition into something that's more of an endurance workout. Endurance is important, but we want big muscles. Big weight 
creates big muscles. And the more energy you waste, the more ATP you burn doing lots of drop sets, using up all that energy, that could be energy and ATP that could be used lifting heavier weight, giving you better results as time goes by. So again, nothing wrong with drop sets. I would just do them at the end of your workout and primarily on your last or your next to the last exercise so you don't wear yourself out for the rest of your workout. Have you slowed your metabolism? Have you screwed up your metabolism? Have you broken your metabolism? I hear people say that all the time. Oh, no, no, I have a slow metabolism. I've dieted, I've done this, and I've broken my metabolism. My metabolism's all screwed up. Nothing could be further from the truth. When you're young, I mean really young, and you're growing, you have an elevated metabolism because you're growing, you're building cells, you're building, essentially you're building a new human and you're making that human bigger. So that's an elevated metabolism. But from the ages of 20 to 60, your metabolism stays about the same. It doesn't really change. And then from 60 on, it slows down probably about 1% per year, which is really not that much. It's certainly not enough to significantly impact how you look if you're aware of it, and then you adjust your eating and your exercising accordingly. As we get older, our body doesn't process food as much. It doesn't utilize calories as well as it used to, and we don't do anything as well as we used to when we were younger. When you're 15 or 16, heck, you can run a mile without any kind of training if you're somewhat in shape and you're somewhat of an athlete. But try to take a 35, 40, or 50-year-old and tell them to run a mile they're probably going to die if they're not normally doing cardio or they're not some kind of an athlete. So don't worry about dieting, screwing up your metabolism. Just focus on doing the right things and doing them consistently. Tell me you haven't heard this. I'm going to do a bulking cycle and then I'm going to do a cutting cycle. Or more accurately, some guys will say, I'm going to do a clean bulk and then I'll do a cutting cycle as if there was some kind of difference between a bulk and a clean bulk. There really isn't. Essentially, if you're bulking up, you're eating additional calories. I don't give a shit if it's chicken and rice or McDonald's or Burger King. Additional calories are then stored as fat. Doesn't matter what it is. Doesn't matter whether it's chicken and rice or burgers and fries. Extra calories will add extra body fat to your body, and that will actually cause bulking. And when you have a surplus of calories, it's easier to build muscle because now you have extra fuel and extra building materials, fuel being carbohydrates and building materials being protein to help you build and maintain muscle mass. This is why when people diet, I shouldn't say people, but when bodybuilders diet, they lose muscle mass. Because essentially, as they cut back on their caloric intake, they do not have enough calories to maintain the muscle mass that they have built. This is not true if you're taking anabolic steroids, but if you're the average person, if you begin to cut back on the amount of calories that you take and you do it significantly and you lose a significant amount of weight, you are probably going to lose a significant amount of strength because you lose muscle mass when you diet, unfortunately. How do you prevent this? You want to make the fat loss a gradual process, very slowly and gradually. 
In other words, as you are gradually and slowly losing weight, you can still begin to maintain your heavy weight, meaning the weight you lift. And this is going to help preserve your muscle mass. One of the things guys do, especially guys training for contests who should know better, they begin to train lighter thinking that's going to help them cut down or get cut. And it doesn't. It actually makes their muscles smaller because when you lift light weight, you don't need big muscles to lift light weight. So when you're on any type of diet, you should be lifting as heavy as possible. And what this does is it helps preserve your muscularity. It helps preserve your muscle size by forcing the muscle to continue to lift heavy weight while you're creating a slight calorie deficit. Now, you're probably eventually going to lose some size and strength, but it won't be as drastic if the fat loss or the calorie deficit is slow and gradual. So while you're at a certain weight and you bench press 315 for 10, if you cut down by 15 pounds, you might get down to a bench of 315 for 6 or 7. Now you have to trade off the size for how you look in the mirror. And then you decide on what's more important, having six-pack abs and a, a 315 bench for six, or having no abs and a 315 bench for 10. So these are some of the trade-offs you have to deal with when it comes to cutting. But there's no such thing as a clean bulk. It would be better if you ate healthier while you were bulking. But either way, as you are storing additional fat on your body, that's not a healthy thing to do. Regardless of what you're eating, gaining body fat is never a good thing to do when it comes to health. Now that leads right into the topic of a cutting workout. There really is no such thing as a cutting workout. I don't want to get into semantics, but there are three aspects to getting in shape. Diet, what you eat and how much of it you eat, weightlifting and what you're trying to achieve, whether you're just toning, firming, trying to increase your strength or whether you're bulking. So that's going to depend on how frequently you train, how many exercises you include and so on. And then finally, there's cardiovascular activity. And again, that does burn calories, but primarily cardiovascular activity is used to improve your cardiovascular activity or performance, number one, and then to burn some additional calories, number two. So you have to incorporate all three of these things into your workout regimen or your fitness regimen. But when it comes to a cutting training or a cutting workout, People think in terms of, oh, I'm going to start lifting light weights for more reps. That does not burn additional calories or fat. It really does not. What you don't seem to understand is the body is very efficient when it comes to calorie utilization. And when I say that, think of this. When I say a car is very fuel efficient, that means it gets a lot of miles on one gallon of gas. The body is very efficient. It goes a long way on very few calories. So if you do 10 reps versus 15 reps, it's not going to make a damn bit of difference. All it's going to do is cause you to lose your muscle mass, as I just mentioned. So when it comes to a cutting workout, your cutting workout should never really change. Your weight training shouldn't change. That's your workout. Cardiovascular activity can be increased as far as intensity, duration, and frequency. But more importantly, it's the foods you eat. 
it's easier to decrease the amount of calories you eat each day by eating either less, eating healthier, or a combination of the two. Because remember, you burn about 200 calories per hour of cardio. I don't give a shit what you find on the internet or what you read on bodybuilding.com. If they told you the truth, nobody would buy cardiovascular equipment. It's just not that effective at burning calories because if cardiovascular activity did burden tons of calories, number one, we would never survive as a species. And number two, all those fat people in the gym doing cardio would be thin. But as the years have gone by, I look at everybody in the gym doing cardio and they're getting fatter because they can't do enough cardio to keep those additional calories at bay. They can't do enough cardio on a daily basis or three or four times a week to stop those few incremental amounts of calories from accumulating because people don't really understand that cardio, while it's very good on your heart and your cardiovascular system, it doesn't burn a lot of calories. It does burn some calories, and that's wonderful, about 50 to 60 calories per 15 minutes. Again, I'd rather not eat 200 calories than have to do an hour of cardio. So when you think of a cutting workout, you should think in terms of still lifting as hard and heavy as you can. If you want to increase your cardiovascular activity or the frequency of it, you can do that. That will help. But really, your cutting workout should be focused on your diet. Eating less, eating healthier, or doing a combination of the two. That will be the most effective way to decrease your body fat. And that is true of a man, and that is true of a woman. And anytime I talk to anybody who's dealing with a personal trainer or a training partner that knows everything, the first thing the training partner says is, you're not eating enough, you're not eating enough meals, and you're not eating enough protein. And all those things cause people to either get fatter or prevent them from losing weight. So when it comes to a cutting workout, think primarily in terms of decreasing the amount of calories you are eating, and that way the remaining calories will be left to help you get through your cardiovascular training and especially help you get through your workouts. If you're looking for a great Christmas present or stocking stuffer for under $10, I'll suggest my audio or Kindle book, Weight Loss Made Easy. Simply Google Weight Loss Made Easy by Steve Tarano. It's a 10-chapter book telling you how weight gain occurs and then helping you better understand how weight loss occurs. It comes in Kindle or Audible form, and it's a great reference to help you or somebody you love lose weight and stay in shape. I'm Steve Tarano, and this is Body Performance.